May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. With Halloween coming soon, we often hear about people putting together elaborate costumes in order to go out to parties or to go hang out with their friends. If we ourselves have children, or if we know the children of friends or relatives, we'll often hear them talking at this time of year about who they want to be for Halloween. Often we'll hear kids, and sometimes adults I might add, wanting to dress up as superheroes. Every year, every new year, there's films about Batman or Captain America, the Avengers, even television now has a new series coming on CBS about Supergirl. But have you noticed how often these superheroes are disguised in real life as someone else? Batman is Bruce Wayne, Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Supergirl is... In the new show, she's Kara Danvers, also known as Kara Zorel. The point behind this is that all of our superheroes have these hidden personalities that mask who they really are, and they hide themselves so that the world will not know who they are, for being fully authentic might be too great a cost to bear. They don't want people to see them for who they are because they're worried their personalities will become compromised. And notice how Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne or Steve Rogers, notice how the hidden personalities always disappoint. Always disappoint someone. And then think about it. Where do these characters live? Think, ever notice how superheroes, the stories about superheroes usually take place in big cities. Batman's Gotham City. Superman's Metropolis. Captain America's in Washington, D.C. And Supergirl in National City. Now, I bring all of this up because today's gospel reading is almost the upside-down version of all of these. Jesus and his disciples are not in the big city, the holy city of Jerusalem up on, on the hill. No, they're downhill today, down, down about 20 miles. They're actually in Jericho, that ancient dusty city near the Dead Sea. And notice how the first sentence of today's reading says they arrive, and the second sentence has them leaving. Maybe it really was that small. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't such a hospitable place. But it was in some ways away from the center of Jerusalem, the center of attention. Except that it wasn't. The story tells us that a large crowd forms. Now, in Mark's gospel, we've been reading lately about Jesus not really being so into crowds because he's not looking to stir up trouble and to appease anyone, and he, he always seems to try to kind of pass through them. The readings always tell us how he somehow went another way around them. 
But in this story, he engages with the crowd or the people around him because he's trying to proclaim the kingdom of God. And well, news travels fast and people are all around in this little tiny dusty city of Jericho to hear what he has to say. But literally, as the disciples are trying to get out of Dodge, a blind man named Bartimaeus, a name meaning son of honor, Bartimaeus starts yelling, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And people start telling the blind man, be quiet, stop, what are you doing? But he gets louder and louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. For Jesus, this would have been terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Someone, someone out there without sight is seeing a greater truth that supersedes even physical sight. A blind man on the side of the road in the middle of Nowheresville is calling him son of David the promised heir of David, the Messiah. The first and only time in Mark's gospel. Yep. True identity revealed by someone who can't physically see. True identity, Messiah. Terrifying. But Jesus recognizes the significance, and he has the crowd call Bartimaeus over. They shout, take heart, get up. He is calling you. And we all know what happens. Jesus heals him. But that's not the only thing that happens. Bartimaeus throws off his cloak to go to Jesus. The only thing that he even owns, the only thing that he has, he lays it down. And immediately after he's healed, he follows Jesus. From then on to Jerusalem, back to the holy city, where thousands more throw off their cloaks in that Palm Sunday procession and later condemn Jesus and kill him. But there's even one more thing. Notice Bartimaeus' words. The first words that Bartimaeus says directly to Jesus, my teacher, in Aramaic, Rabuni. The exact same words that Mary Magdalene uses in John's gospel when she sees the risen Jesus in the garden before her very eyes. Coincidence? Maybe. But there's all sorts of levels of truth here. Bartimaeus sees truth. God reveals truth to him even when he doesn't have physical sight. And Jesus, through healing, reveals more about the truth that Bartimaeus sees in his heart. Unlike any kind of fictitious superhero, the truth of Jesus is authentic, real, and he has no agenda to hide or be someone other than who he actually is, the Messiah, the Son of God. Bartimaeus recognizes Jesus for who he is at his very essence. So what does this mean for us? 
Are we acting like that crowd of bystanders and hushing anyone who's trying to reveal God's love to us? Religious groups can kind of be bad at doing this sometimes, you know. But we have no reason to lose heart because the instructions from the people to Bartimaeus apply to us as well. Take heart. Get up. He is calling you. Take heart. Be courageous. He's calling you. Telling our stories about how God interacts with us is vital in our Christian life. Through many of our fellowship gatherings we've had here, such as last week's Trinity Neighbors, we're starting to see how the truth of Christ dwelling among us is revealed in new ways every time we talk about our own walks with God together, that we share this part of ourselves. We have to remember that Christianity is not about being someone who we're not, so somehow we'll fit in. Jesus doesn't want us to fit in. He wants us to be completely ourselves so that we, just like Bartimaeus, can reveal something unique about the very nature of God's love to the rest of the world. As one of my seminary professors once said about this exact reading, don't look to others to provide for you that which only the mystery itself can provide. I'm going to repeat that. Don't look to others to provide for you that which only the mystery itself can provide. Jesus wants to use you to reveal the kingdom of God to your Trinity family, to your community, to the world, to use you as an agent of revelation on answering the call. So the call goes further. We've heeded the call when we explore new ways to pray or reflect, such as gathering with our sojourners groups on Sunday night or in EFM during the week or Sunday mornings at the Bible study we have at nine or out in the world when we partner with the good people of ICM or our friends at Garfield Elementary down the street, but also when we greet newcomers at church. And when we go out into our own lives, into our own workplaces, into our own schools, as Christ's disciples, and that we seek and serve all people, loving our neighbors as ourselves. But answering this reveals more to us. If we are to really respond, to really respond to Jesus like Bartimaeus, we have to respond to God's grace in a big way. Bartimaeus left behind the earthly possessions that bound him to an old life. He threw back his cloak on the ground and he followed Jesus for the rest of his life. Peter and James and John and the other disciples, they abandoned Jesus at one point. Bartimaeus didn't. He never looked back. He answered the call and decided to respond with grace. We can be the same. We can be the same in all sorts of ways. By giving up ourselves to give ourselves in service to God or our country or our community. 
by giving of our time, our time with our families, with people who need us, or even giving of our time to people who don't have anyone else. But we can also respond to God's grace through the stewardship of our treasure. By responding to Jesus with all that we have, because once we've recognized the truth beyond all truths, we give of our treasure joyfully, lovingly, and we take heart, and we follow where Jesus calls us to go in every single aspect of our lives. Every aspect of our lives, no mass, no disguises, every aspect of our lives. Bartimaeus recognized the presence of the holy was right in his midst. He revealed this to the people of Jericho, and he actually revealed it to us through this story. How do you reveal the holy to others in word, in deed, in your generosity? Being your authentic, beloved child of God, self. We all have the ability to see the way that Bartimaeus could see, to see from our hearts. How do you respond when you hear, take heart, get up, he is calling you?